You're listening to the Evolving Truths Podcast, featuring mother-daughter hosts, Shannon Day and Alexis Ray, where honest and vulnerable conversations about personal growth create a connection between all of us. You're invited to experience the transformation that occurs when we allow the truth of who we are to evolve. Hello, my friend. Thank you so much for being here. My name is Alexis Ray, and I am your host of Evolving Truths. With me, as always, is my mama. Hey, mom. Hey, Booze. How are you doing today? I am stoked to be here. I am vibrating on a high energy, and I am totally ready for this movement conversation. How are you doing today? I, too, am very excited about being here for this conversation about movement and some fun stuff we have going on this month. How crazy that movement is sometimes the absolute last thing that we want to do. And it is one of the things that helps us the most. Yes, that is very true. How do we even start with movement, mom? The definition is an act or process of moving. I always find it amusing when the word you're looking up is used in the definition. (laughs) Yeah. Come on, Webster. (laughs) It is a change of place, position, or posture. It can be tactical or strategic shifting and action. I am shifting my body every time I step into motion and then choosing to apply that energetic shift to movement that is taking care of my health has allowed me to achieve a new standard of well-being, a new standard of mental health, a new standard of loving and caring for my body in motion. Movement helps us expand, renew, and manage our energy that benefits us mentally and emotionally. I was in a fast-paced, high-stress environment where the entire approach to that business was more reactionary than proactive putting out fires all freaking day. By the end of the night, when I got home, I was so tired. (sighs) The absolute last thing I could think about doing to move that energy out of my body was to go exert more energy. So my solution became wine, happy hour, Netflix and chill, socializing so that I didn't just go home and sit on the couch by myself, mad at my day of like, why am I doing this? And then my health issues hit and I realized that those coping mechanisms are no longer an option for me. My health depended on it. My pocketbook depended on it. In 2020, I had over four weeks of missed work time because of health conditions. I had to choose every day to be committed to moving my body because I was scared my kidneys were going to fail. I was with you cared for you through those illnesses. I didn't realize it was an entire month out of the year. Those were four plus weeks that I was not able to do my job, that my team had to cover for me because I had made myself so sick by neglecting my health and my mental well-being. I was giving so much to the job, to the other people in my life, and I was running from my hurt and trauma so hard that literally my body started to shut down. I was 28 years old. Our bodies are amazing machines that are constantly giving us feedback as to how we are running our lives. Movement is medicine in every aspect of your life. Your finances, 
your job, your family. You only get one body. You talked about working in an environment where things were so reactive. You didn't have the opportunity to be as proactive as you'd like to be. The difference between responding and reacting when we respond, typically we're coming from a better place mentally or emotionally to respond to something in a way that we can feel good about. When we react, we're often coming from a place that we don't feel as good about. It's fueled by the emotion that we are experiencing in that moment. The effect for both ourselves and the individuals we are reacting to isn't great in our lives, taking the opportunity, even in small ways to figure out how to be proactive and how that can benefit us. Movement is one of those things that you see, you feel it, and it's a great place to start. You're coming from a place of how much it's positively affected your life. I know that's the same for me as well. Let's tell this story. The first kidney infection happened in April of 2020. I woke up to get ready for work and I did not feel well. Had the chills, had the body aches, sent a text to my boss. They said, please stay home. Okay, I got a temperature. Next step is because of the time of life that we were living in, go to urgent care and get tested. They swab me, send me home and say that it could take 48 hours to get the results. Well, I live with a roommate. This roommate has a two-year-old toddler, and I'm not trying to put anyone else at risk because we don't know what this is. I call you. I speak with dad. We make the decision that I'm going to go stay at your house because I can isolate there and be taken care of in the way that I need to be since we don't know what's going on here. So I get up to you. I get into the room. <laughs> we close the door, and I slept. I was really into making Spotify playlists at that phase in life. I've got some great ones from you. Thank you. That's really what I remember about those two days. Then we get a call. You're negative. For the past 48 hours, my fever has still been fluctuating. We're trying to control it. I was barely eating. Something was still wrong. They said, continue to treat it like the flu. I asked them, did you test me for the flu? No. The world was very focused on one thing at that time, but you still don't feel good. One of the things we would do was take a really slow walk around the neighborhood just to get you outside. We were sitting on the porch and you looked at me and you said, mom, something is wrong. And I want you to take me to the emergency room. We went in, they started doing some tests and we found out that I had a raging kidney infection. It was about to enter my blood. Had we gone much longer without medical treatment, the damages could have been irreparable or life-threatening. That's really scary to think about. One of the things that stands out to me the most in that time was advocating for yourself. And I'm really proud of you. My next step was how do I support you as you're advocating for yourself? That moment was pivotal. They do a CAT scan, they do all of the testing that they need to do, and they let us know the severity we're dealing with. The good news is the treatment was antibiotics. They gave me something for the nausea. I walked out of there with three prescriptions. What I didn't realize was how long my body must have been getting sick before it got to that point. That infection had to have been raging in my body for a while. 
could I really say that I made conscious choices to take better care of my health after that first kidney infection? On a scale of one to 10, let's put it at a three. I realize how often I've done that. I think we all do that. We face something big. We realize our actions are likely influencing this. And we think, let me make some changes. We have those thoughts, but then actually doing it, we don't. Oh yeah. After the first kidney infection, I don't think it set in. Nope, not at all. I hadn't even finished the antibiotics and I started consuming substances. I stood up too fast and for the first time in my life, passed out, fell down and hit my head on a freaking dishwasher. There's the second emergency room visit of 2020. The first of November rolls around and one of my coworkers, a dear friend of mine, gets extremely sick with the vid. Just like when I got sick, my team had to take care of my workload. When she got sick, a lot of her workload ended up on me. I did not handle it well. 13-hour day in the office. I don't think I ate once. I definitely was not good at drinking water at that time because I didn't have time to drink water in the day, let alone stop and eat a meal. I've never told this story to anyone and it's going to be really fucking shameful, but I'm telling this story to you guys because this is how powerful movement is. At the end of that day, we went to a bar. We're sitting there having a great time. Start ordering drinks. I was drinking vodka soda. I can't even tell you how many I had. And I still did not eat and had barely drinking water that day. Then I decided to drive home. Wow, I am putting so much into the world right now. Thank you guys for loving me through my errors. I got home. My roommate's waiting for me. She had a pitcher ready to go and we were going hot tubbing. I'm blowing off steam. I might as well keep going. So we get into the hot tub. We are having a great time. Eventually, I max out. I don't even remember getting from the hot tub to my room. I got extremely sick. The reason I woke up for work that day is because my dad called me. He and I have a routine that I would call him pretty much every morning on my way to work. It's a touch base. Love that. He called me because I did not call him. And when I woke up, mom, thank fucking goodness I was sleeping on my side. This is an explicit episode because sometimes you just need an F-bomb. I had thrown up in my bed and it was next to me. And that was the first time in my life that I woke up in my own throw up. I was so hungover. Fuck that. I wasn't hungover. I was still drunk. I'm like, what the fuck do I do with these sheets? My initial reaction was I just wanted to throw them away. I was like, well, that's not going to work. So I put them in the wash machine, do what I can to pull my shit together and get to the office because I'm already late. I'm doing two people's jobs and I am late to work. I was worthless. I left the office after three hours, went and got a hydrate IV because I was trying to kick this hangover. As I'm sitting in the IV chair, trying to pump myself full of fluids to recover from the poor decisions that I had made the day before to cope with life, I started getting chills. And I realized, I don't think I'm trying to heal a hangover right now. I think something's really wrong again. I called you. I called dad. You guys are an amazing panel of advisors. Thank you for being incredible parents in my life. I know that I am so extremely fortunate for that. This time, dad picked me up, took me up to his house, put me in bed. I'm laying there. I knew what was happening. I didn't have a primary care. I'm supposed to be a healthy 28-year-old. Of course, I don't have a primary care. 
So I'm trying to call the emergency room to tell them, hey, I've had a kidney infection before. I know I have a kidney infection right now. Can you guys just write me a prescription? (laughs) Joke's on me. Emergency room doesn't work like that. So my dad took me into urgent care and guess what? I have another raging kidney infection in the other kidney. I missed two and a half weeks of work with that kidney infection. My kidneys aren't doing what they need to be doing. So I need a doctor to tell me why. So I started going to a specialist. I'm peeing in a freaking cup a lot. They do an ultrasound on my urinary tract. Everything is working the way it is supposed to be working. The doctors were telling me was that functionally, it looks the way that it's supposed to. What they weren't able to tell me is what I'm putting through that function is the poison. It took me a long time to sit with that and realize the machine is not what's broken. There's what I am putting into the machine that is breaking it. And I am in control of that. The first window of time between the kidney infection in April of 2020 and November of 2020 didn't really do much. Now this second window of time where I scared myself straight with drinking and my body straight up said like, hey, you're not doing what the F I need you to do. And until you do, you're going to keep getting sick. So after that second kidney infection, I was like, "Eh, you know what? I'm going to take a break from drinking. You obviously had things going on that was causing your kidneys to be infected and shutting down, it hit you while you were either still drunk and or definitely hung over and trying to recover from that, then recognizing, no, there is something more. It makes me think about those times when we do make decisions, especially around the use of a substance to help us cope with something, then the consequences of that decision now make other things that we're trying to face or deal with even more difficult. I am on this road to healing myself emotionally at the same time that all of these health conditions are happening. I was beginning to work on that. And then these adversities came up and they did not go away. We're talking about 2020. January 1st, 2021, I did wake up with the vid. I lost my taste of smell. Honestly, I think that was a little universal help of, we realize this might be more challenging for you than you expected. So we're just going to wait, take away your taste and smell. That way your health is completely redirected in the way that it is meant to go. Thank you, universe. I will find the silver lining in this situation, but it's hard. And it's not fun. I'm starting to realize that there is nothing that these specialists can do for me. Healing myself right now means that I need to make some changes in my life because this is not something I want to deal with. At 28 years old, I refuse to be put on a low dose daily antibiotics for the rest of my life. That is not an option. So what did you do? I committed to choosing every single day to do something to take care of my body, to channel my stress, to set boundaries around my work so that I could live. I was trying to live. I didn't want to survive anymore. And I started walking. We can choose every single day to train for the Olympics of our life in a certain type of way. And I had to retrain myself to train in a new way. That became walking and yoga. And then I started combining it and I could walk to yoga. I started choosing movement every day. It didn't have to be painful, suffering. One of the things that really helped me reframe 
that movement didn't have to be painful. There was a day that I was doing an at-home yoga and we had to do a plank. I'm in this 20 second plank and it is so freaking hard. The thing that went through my mind, mom, was, oh, just don't think about it. Go somewhere else. And then I realized that that is how I have been living my life. I learned Mm. through sports and through training that when we are suffering in training, how do you get through it? You take your mind somewhere else. You do not focus on the pain of the moment when you are sitting against the wall with a 45 pound plate on your lap and someone is walking across your lap and your teammates lap. You are not focusing on the sensation in your hamstrings and your glutes and your quads that are quaking with work. Instead of honoring and staying in my body and reflecting the effort that it is doing to hold me in this plank that I have not done in years, (laughs) I defaulted to taking my mind somewhere else. That plank, as far as movement goes, completely changed my approach. So by surrendering that mindset when it came to exercise and allowing myself to choose things that were enjoyable, I have been able to sustain them fairly consistently. The accident was another evolution in my life that I got to apply that knowledge. I began because of the kidneys. Then I realized that I needed to be present and it was this choice and I started making decisions and choosing things that were actually calling to me, but I had to continue. The best daily gift I can give myself is awareness as to how I am taking care of my body. This Dirty 30 Walk Challenge is so much more than turning 30 years old. This Dirty 30 Walk Challenge is so much more than my birthday. This is not about me. As a matter of fact, none of this is about me. I'm not telling you these stories about my pain and suffering to go woe is me. I am hosting this Dirty 30 Walk Challenge so that hopefully someone else in life who has felt or resonates with how or what I am explaining is inspired to go take action in their own life. Alexis, you mentioned the Dirty 30 Walk Challenge. As I've shared it with people, I've called it a movement challenge. Tell us about your Dirty 30 Challenge. I am calling it a movement challenge. It started out as a walk challenge because walking was my form, but it has completely evolved into choose whatever movement you need in a day. The challenge started on September 1st. People have committed to moving their bodies for 30 minutes for 30 days throughout the month of September. And it's movement your way. If you have to break up your 30 minutes, 10 minutes in the morning, 10 minutes in the afternoon, 10 minutes at night, do that. Whatever you have to do to get motion into your life for 30 minutes for 30 days in a row during the month of September is what the Dirty 30 Challenge is. What a way to think outside of yourself. What a beautiful way to step into your 30s and to acknowledge and recognize challenges that you have been through in your life and in these last couple of years to honor that experience. You just said, this isn't just about you. We know others have traumas and rough things physically, health-wise, work, losses. 
this is for all of us seeing and knowing how positively it has affected your life more than physically and hearing you talk about it with the passion that you were sharing it with to the point of being choked up as you talk about it is beautiful. We realize it'll be after September 1st when you get to hear this. So if you're not already in the movement challenge, we're going to share with you how to do that. It's not too late. I'm very excited for this. Thank you for being a part of this. It is so exciting. The fact that people have sent me their emails to participate in this challenge that has stemmed out of my mind because of the experiences I have had in my life and because I do not want other people to suffer the pains that I have suffered. They're here and they're doing it with me. And it's so cool. (laughs) I love that this space is here and am excited about the new connections that it's going to allow people to make. Right now I am in a season of life where I am very focused on goals and dreams. And I feel like my 30th birthday needs to be dedicated to creating. So as I was contemplating that, I also realized that I live in a different state from a lot of people that I would celebrate with. That means that I'm really not going to get to see them. So what is the most reasonable thing that I could ask from the people that I love for my birthday month is not just one party. (laughs) I progress to making the people in my life that I love think about me for at least 30 minutes for 30 days. (laughs) So selfish motive. And while they are thinking about me, while they are cursing my name for being this crazy friend in their life that has asked them to move their body for 30 minutes in honor of my 30th birthday, I may be giving them the most unintentional gift I could ever give to the people that I love. When I realized that I was gifting that to the people that I love, it became inevitable that I needed to include the people that I am connected to on LinkedIn on Instagram, on TikTok, on Evolving Truths. It became not about my birthday. It became about gifting people 30 minutes every single day. For themselves. I am honored to be starting my 30th in motion. I can't think of a better way to enjoy this month, to consciously move our bodies for at least 30 minutes in the day, to be more aware of our bodies, our thoughts, and our emotions. Even if it's only in those 30 minutes of movement, thinking of it as a gift to ourselves, it also helps us to realize this is pretty simple. Movement for 30 minutes a day for 30 days is a simple thing. When we're faced with things in life, changes that need to be made, they overwhelm us when we make these decisions that could seem minute at the moment, that's building momentum. That's moving us in the direction that we want to be. This movement challenge as a metaphor. It is a metaphor for life. Getting into this and realizing these simple things, the momentum that gets built and the positive effects that it can have. If we think about this, when it comes to movement, 30 minutes a day for 30 days, what are other areas in our life where we want to make changes? We are doing it in community. It is these small decisions every day, 30 days, 30 minutes, 30 chances to choose you. I know we're talking about 30 days, but in reality, 
you get to choose you every single day. And we forget that. We want to go from A to Z in our life. And we forget that we have to go from A to B first. Let's use this movement challenge as a way to get from A to B and to continue going. How do people get involved? To become part of this 30-day movement community, all you have to do is go to Instagram and send me a message at Miss underscore Alexis Ray, A-L-E-X-U-S-R-A-E. Send me a message that says, Dirty 30, I'm in. I will send you the link to our Slack group and then you will be a part of the journey. But if someone doesn't have the gram, how do they get involved? Send me an email with the subject line, Dirty 30, I'm in. And I will respond back to you with the Slack link. Send your email to alexisraylopez at gmail.com. All of that information will be in the show notes. We look forward to having you join us. We hope you've enjoyed this conversation. Thank you so much for being here. We recognize that these topics can be difficult. We know if we're having these conversations, it's likely that you can relate with your own experiences. Know that this space is here for all of us. Thank you for sharing us with others. We look forward to having you join the Dirty 30 Movement Challenge. And we can't wait to have you back next week. Until then, remember, life is beautiful and you create the magic. Have a good one. Connect with Shannon and Alexis and the Evolving Truths community by visiting evolvingtruthspodcast.com. Links are in the show notes. The artwork for this project was created by Julie B. Salazar and is entitled Celebration from the Inner Landscape Print Series. The Evolving Truths podcast is produced and edited by Shannon Day and Alexis Ray, recorded from the Corner Studio in conjunction with Alexis Ray Enterprises, LLC.